Welcome to the podcast for Refuge City Church. We hope that the message today blesses you and inspires you to be a refuge that embraces others. <laughs> Good morning. Hello. Happy Mother's Happy Day. Mother's Day. <laughs> so um, we are so excited to speak to you guys today. And um, well, we certainly didn't expect to be here today no. with the quarantine. Um, when we started planning our sermon, um, we were at Starbucks when mm-hmm. we could be at Starbucks and uh, shortly before the quarantine and getting this all planned out. And we actually had picked the title a couple months before all of this quarantine stuff took effect. And um, it's just crazy. I never thought that this is what 2020 was going to be like. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. So we, yeah, we started meeting at Starbucks and then our next meeting was going to be at Starbucks to, you know, continue planning. And, uh, Starbucks is no longer open at that time. So (laughs) things changed a little bit. (laughs) So, um, it's still like the, like you said, the Lord laid this message on our hearts like months ago. And, um, I really believe that it is a message for today. And, uh, so it's titled, this is not what I expected. (laughs) So yeah, (laughs) that feels so true for today. Um, because it's not just a, a mother's day message. It's kind of a message that can relate to everybody because there's always something that turns out in life that is absolutely not what we expected at all. And we see that a lot of times uh, when that happens, God's at work and there's something in it that we just don't see. Um, so yeah, so just kind of tying this into mother's day, um, a lot of things about being a mother, (laughs) uh, things aren't always uh, what we expected them to be. So do you have a story or some kind of way to relate how being a mother wasn't exactly what you were expecting? (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, I thought pregnancy was the hard part of being a mom and I was totally wrong. Um, and I just remember being so nervous before Caleb was born and you know, as, as a new mom, you're like, you don't know what to expect. And, um, I remember thinking, uh, yeah, if you want to stay in there for a couple more weeks, I'm good. Just <laughs> hold off that part of the process for as long as possible. Um, <laughs> but God really like just gave me a piece through everything. And, um, I just remember being at the hospital, getting ready to take him home. And all of a sudden I'm like, they're really going to let me walk out with this baby. And I don't know what I'm doing. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, motherhood is not what I expected. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of, um, you know, saying don't climb that, uh, don't touch that and running around, (laughs) keeping tiny humans alive is a lot of work. It is. So I just want to give a shout out to my mom. She raised four of us with such grace and love, and she was an amazing mom and an amazing example to follow. So mm. thanks, mom. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I want to say happy Mother's Day to my mom too. Happy Mother's Day. And so, yeah, I actually had a little memory that is Mother's Day related. So it's like a, it's kind of a little known fact. I was actually born on Mother's Day. Oh, um, and so that's kind of something that's always I don't know. I like it. Um, and so my first, um, mother's day as a mom was also on my birthday. And, um, we had decided to uh, have Lene's baby dedication on that day. Oh, that's so special. And so, yeah, it was like, it was my birthday, it was mother's day, it was my first mother's day, my first baby. Like it was just, I had this idea of like, 
how cool this was, That's right? Awesome. Um, so at this point, uh, Lene was only just a couple, like she was just uh, just over a month old. Oh wow! And uh, my husband, Pastor Jimmy, was very new to ministry at that point. Um, so I was going to church by myself, which was new for me. And so now I'm getting this baby ready. <laughs> for church on a big day. I'm trying to look nice. And, um, you know, it takes a long time getting a baby ready. It really in does. The morning by yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, that was not what I was expecting at all. I remember actually we had a walk-in closet and I was crying in the closet Aww. before church. Cause I'm like, this is not what I was expecting. Um, because it was just so difficult trying to get ready when the baby's crying and yeah it's yeah. it's tough you want to be you know put together and and uh looking like a normal human being but <laughs> that's not always how it is doesn't so. always work out no no so yeah today we just wanted to highlight a couple of individuals from the bible um who just have incredible stories of how things didn't work out the way that they were expecting mm. so I'm going to start and I'd like to share just a little bit about Hannah from the Bible, Samuel's mother. And the first point is called growing a human takes time <laughs> and it really does. <laughs> so uh, first, just a little bit about Hannah. She was the wife of Elkanah and she was barren. Um, and then Elkanah had another wife named Peninnah and she always was taunting her and mocking her the, with the fact that she didn't have kids. And back then that was a huge deal. Like if you were barren, that was devastating. Um, so every year Elkanah and his two wives um, would go up to Shiloh and sacrifice and pray to the Lord. And on one of these pilgrimage, pilgrimages to Shiloh, um, Peninnah was at her usual, you know, mocking and stuff. And, and Hannah got so upset that she couldn't even eat. Mm -hmm. And she decided to go to the house of the Lord and pray. And um, so I just wanted to read uh, out of 1 Samuel 1, 10 through 20. Uh, so Hannah was greatly distressed and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. She made a vow saying, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. A razor shall never touch his head. Now it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli was watching her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart, only her lips were moving and her voice was not heard. So Eli thought she was drunk. Eli said to her, how long will you make yourself drunk? <laughs> Get rid of your wine. But Hannah answered, no, my Lord, I am a woman with a despairing spirit. I have not been drinking wine or any intoxicating drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not regard your maidservant as a wicked and worthless woman, for I have spoken until now out of my great concern and bitter provocation. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. May the God of Israel grant your petition that you have asked of him. Hannah said, Let your maidservant find grace and favor in your sight. So the woman went on her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. The family got up early the next morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned to their home in Ramah. Elkanah knew his or Elkanah knew Hannah his wife and the Lord remembered her prayer. It came about in due time after Hannah had conceived that she gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel saying, because I, because I have asked the Lord for him. And I just love the story of Hannah because she, um, she responded in a way that was so, um, 
righteous and correct and with humility instead of lashing out in anger. And, you know, I'm sure that when Hannah got married, she expected to have kids right off the bat. And then after years and years of that not happening, um, you know, I can only imagine the pain of that. And I always wonder, you know, was Hannah the first wife? And then, you know, after she couldn't have kids, did her husband go and take another wife, Penina? Mm -hmm. And just the pain of that and like feeling like a failure almost. And, you know, that is not what she expected, I'm sure. You know, when she was growing up as a young girl and dreaming about getting married. and, um, And then we see that when she was praying, Eli, the high priest at Shiloh, comes in and thinks she's drunk and (laughs) says, stop being drunk. And I'm like, if that were me, that would be the straw that broke the camel's back. Like, like, you know what? (laughs) Enough of this. Whatever. (laughs) I give up. (laughs) But she didn't respond like that. She responded in humility and said, Mm. no, my Lord, that's not what's happening. I'm praying to the Lord. And and it said that the Lord heard her prayer and, and gave her an answer to that. And so, you know, the expectation was a lot different than what happened. Yeah. And so, you know, but God used that desperation in her to bring about her miracle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times we find ourselves in periods of process, periods of incubation, so to speak. And we don't see what's going on. We don't see what God is doing. We don't see like, you know, where, God, where are you? And, um, I really feel like that is a time that we're in as well. Mm. Um, just during this whole quarantine process and, um, everything that's been going on, I feel like God has really put us in a Sabbath rest and he's preparing us and we don't always see what is going on in the background, what God is doing, but God can bring good out of that. And we really need to just be leaning into him and leaning into what he has for us in this season and preparing us. Cause I really believe that there's going to be an influx of people that come to the Lord through this whole mm-hmm. situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. Hannah's story. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. And I, what I see in that, um, in her desperation, you know, because, because of that, because of mm-hmm. these abnormal circumstances, that's when she really dedicated him to the Lord. It wasn't when things went exactly the way that she thought, Mm -hmm. because if they had, then it would have been just life as as usual. It's true. Right? But because of the trials and the time that it took, um, I believe that's when she settled in her heart. You know, even, I don't don't care what happens, God, but I want a baby this bad that I am willing to give him up Mm. if you will allow me to have one. Yeah. And so, yeah, would that have happened in any other circumstance? I don't think so. We don't know. You know, (laughs) (laughs) if things are comfortable, you don't always, um, you know, look to God in those times, but that in in those times of difficulty, we look to him. Yeah. And, you know. Well, and maybe right now is a time where people, are thinking more about the Lord and thinking more about what God is up to, maybe yeah. more so than any other time in history, well, you know, in recent history, just because things are so different. There's yeah. so much to think about right now, and life is not life as, as usual. It's no. so different right now. So, yeah, now's the time to turn to God and, exactly. and look to Him for His answers and be willing to 
you know, give, give to him anything yeah. that it takes, whatever he desires, you know, in that Sabbath rest that he's put us in right now, yeah. let's just soak in him and, yeah. and in relationship with him and see what he wants to see come about at this time. Exactly. So, exactly. wow, huge. All right. Um, so I wanted to uh, speak this morning about um, one of my favorite people in the Bible, and that's uh, the story of Joseph in Genesis. Um, and this this point we're t we're calling realizing a dream takes perseverance. Yeah. So with Hannah we talked about timing, and with Joseph we're gonna we're gonna look at the perseverance uh, that he went through. So a little bit about Joseph is um, he was one of 12 brothers living in the land of Canaan, which is now Israel, and he was the favorite kid. <laughs> he was, he was the, the second to the youngest, but he was his father's favorite. And um, that's where he stood in the family. So yeah. um, he probably expected that life was going to turn out pretty good for him. Yeah. Um, you know, if his father had lots of possessions, he would probably inherit all those someday. Probably figured he'd settle down with a nice Hebrew girl <laughs> and just have, you know, this nice life, right? Yeah. That's kind of what he might have expected. Um, well, as a young man, uh, says he was 17 years old, he had a couple of dreams and he shared them with his brothers. So uh, I'm going to read from Genesis 37, 6 through 9. It says, he said to them, listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. His brothers said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream and this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm wondering if maybe he thought, he like knew his brothers probably didn't like him very much. and. You know, God gave me these dreams to, you know, establish in your hearts, like, how great I am, like, how much favor I have with God. I don't know if that's what he was thinking, but, you know. A 17-year-old, maybe. He's, yeah, he's a young guy. He's like, you know, listen, God gave me these dreams. Like, things are going to work out pretty good for me, so yeah. listen up. Um, so I don't think he imagined much harm was going to come his way um, through sharing these dreams. Yeah. Uh, but what actually happened was, uh, we can read in uh, 30, Genesis 37, uh, 19 and 20. Um, this is how his brothers felt about those dreams. <laughs> they say, here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. So, wow. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what they thought of his dreams. Um, <laughs> so that's not exactly what happened. They didn't kill him, but they, they ended up selling him to um, traders that were um, headed to Egypt. And when he got there, after only a few years, he was promoted in Potiphar's house and he was um, later thrown into prison for um, doing something he didn't do. Um, so at this point, he's probably thinking, <laughs> What? <laughs> Why am I here? Yeah, it's not what I expected. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, 
Uh, yeah, when, so when Joseph was in Potiphar's house, he was so favored by God that he was second in command. And then when he was in the prison, he was second in command there too. Um, and I like this verse in uh, Genesis 39, 23. It says, the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care because the Lord was with Joseph and gave him success in whatever he did. Yeah. So what that says to me is that even at this low point in Joseph's life, he had a relationship with God and he still had favor with God. And God was still able to promote him in these low points of his life. Um, so I'm sure there was no way Joseph would have thought his life would end up this way, but he still maintained that relationship with God yeah. um, and had that favor. And we see um, the perseverance that he was able to have through this time to push through these years and years of things not really going the way that he thought that they would. Um, you know, it's just like us in this time, in any difficult time in our lives, it can feel like we're in a cocoon, you know, like mm -hmm. we're changing, things are changing, but we can't really see the outside world. We can't really see what's going on. Yeah. Um, we're, we're just separated from that in a way, but God's at work in ways that we just don't see or understand. Yeah. Um, he has a view that we just don't have, yeah. but when we are just putting ourselves in his hands and keeping ourselves, you know, faithful to his hands and his plan, we, we just know that he's at work. Yeah. Like we don't know what it looks like, but, but he's working. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you have something to say? No, I disagree. Uh, it's very good. I'm getting saved over here. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually after um, spending many years in prison for a crime that he didn't commit, Joseph was released and mm -hmm. eventually was able to be re reunited with his family and mm -hmm. save what would be the nation of Israel because of the position that God put him in. Yeah. So. so amazing. <laughs> and, you know, through these stories, we can see that both timing and perseverance are necessary in times when, when things aren't going the way we want them to. And I love what you said about being in that cocoon. And it's, it's also like, um, you know, when a mom is expecting a baby, you can't see what's going on on the inside. Yeah. I mean, except through ultrasound for a few seconds, but. Well, even um, what you see there isn't, <laughs> isn't yeah. very clear exactly. and pretty. <laughs> Or, yeah, or pretty, yeah, you're right. It's kind of like, what is that? What? You say it's a baby. Okay, it's a baby. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, you know, I love that scripture, though, in the Bible where it talks about he knit us together in our mother's womb. Mm. And even though we can't see what's going on, God is at work. And yeah. so I love what you said that about, you know, God being at work, even when we can't see what he's doing or understand what he's doing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it takes both. It takes, you know, just trusting him that he knows the exact timing that things need to happen and that perseverance to keep going um, as he builds those things in us. And, um, you know, from these two stories, we also get to see that everything is redeemable. Mm. And, um, you know, in Romans 8:28, it says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him mm. and or, who have been called according to his purposes. Yeah. So, you know, God is able to turn any situation around for good. And just because, you know, he doesn't cause every situation, but he can take those situations and turn them for good and for his purposes. Yeah. Um, and use them to accomplish what he needs to accomplish in our lives. 
So, you know, another thing we can glean from these stories is that our response is everything. Um, you know, we saw Hannah's response. She didn't get offended with Eli. She responded in humility. And I feel like that's what allowed her to have that breakthrough um, with God and God answering her prayer. So, you know. it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and so in, with Joseph, he didn't, he didn't get upset at God for his circumstances. You know, what I actually see um, in, I'll just read real quick from Genesis uh, 45, 4 through 8. Um, this is, you know, after he's he's been uh, taken out of prison, been promoted way high up in Egypt, yeah. and is reunited with his family again. And he says to his brothers, come close to me. When they had done so, he said, I am your brother Joseph, the one you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives mm. that God sent me ahead of you. For two years now there's been famine in the land and for the next five years there will be no plowing and reaping. But God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here but God. He made me father to Pharaoh, lord of his entire household and ruler of Egypt. And so through all that, he was able to persevere and, and recognize that God was at work in those troubling circumstances and yeah. times. And um, yeah, being faithful to God in whatever position that he was put in, yeah. he, he just remained faithful. And I, so I truly believe how that relates to all of us today is that nothing um, is truly, nothing is truly lost when it's in his hands. Mm, that's good. And at the times in our lives when we're, we're not in his hands, you know, those times are redeemable. Yeah. He can yeah. turn all that around and the things that, that worked against us in our past he can use those to work for us in our future. It's amazing. Yeah, it's so he is <laughs> just such a great artist that he can put all these awful things to work and make something beautiful. Yeah. And that's just like God. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to wrap up this morning and um, just speak to our congregation. And, um, and basically, we just want to think about where we're at right now. Um, with the Lord in our lives, um, where God has placed you, you know, are you in a situation right now where you're wondering where God's at, where you're wondering what he has to say, where you're wondering what place that you hold in th this kingdom here on earth? Like what, what's your purpose? What, what's going on? You know, or have you reached a point in, um, in time in your life where you know this is time to get right with God. Um, this is the time to to just lay down everything from the past and say, God, I want you to take my broken past and make something beautiful out of it. Mm -hmm. We want to pray with you this morning um, because God can redeem all things. He gave his self on the cross through Jesus to redeem you, to pay for your life, and to keep bring you back into his family. He died for you, and he loves you very much. And also, if, if, you're, if you do have a relationship with God, but you see now's the time to, 
to course correct. You know, maybe he's been revealing some things to you that it's just time to, to change, time to, to uh, lay in his hands. We want to pray with you this morning that, um, that he can take those things and he can work all things together for good for you. And um, also, if, if you're feeling um, that things are good, we want to pray for you <laughs> then too, because um, we're, we're here as your sisters to, to strengthen um, through the Spirit of God and to build you up and support you. And so, yeah, Nicole, would you just pray with, with everyone this morning? Yeah. So, God, I just thank you for this Mother's Day. I thank you, God, that um, you are working all things for the good of those who love you, God. Yeah. I pray, Lord, that um, just as people are watching in their living rooms or wherever they're at, God, that you would just touch them, God, that you would just show them your love and your peace, God, through this difficult time. If, if um, they're walking through a time where they feel like, okay, God, where are you? What's going on? I pray, Lord, that your peace would just permeate their room right now, yes, God. wherever they're at. And God, I pray that, you know, if things are going good for these people, for some of them out there watching, that you would just touch them as well, God. Um, yeah. Just because things are going good doesn't mean that we don't need you. Yeah. So Lord, I pray that your presence would just um, go with us, God. In Jesus' name, we just give this day to you. And we love you. Mm -hmm. Amen. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. We wish you guys a happy Mother's Day. And uh, yeah. We'll see you soon. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for joining us. A special thank you to those of you that give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now or visit refugecity.church for more information on how you can become a part of that team. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can take a screenshot and share it on your social stories, and make sure to tag us at Refuge City Church. Thanks for listening.